0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. what you what you hearing. Listen, what you hearing.
1: Listen, That's what you hearing. Listen. You hearin'. Listen. You hearin'. Listen. give it to ya. Welcome back to It's Time for a Beer, episode two. Last week we sat down with Luke Shuey. This week we got the Fijian flyer, Nick Natanui. We did record it over Zoom, so apologies if the sound is a little bit distorted. It's the times we find ourselves in. Before we do get to the interview, let's hear from our sponsors. Still haven't got any sponsors, dickhead. Thanks, sponsors. Here's Nick Nat. Before we welcome our next guest, please stand for the National Anthem of Fiji. I'm Fiji Meat Man, that's what I am. I'm I'm Fiji Meat Man. Ruckman for the West Coast (laughs) Eagles,
0: the AFL's very own Rex Hunt with Dreads. Please welcome Nick Natanui.
1: Thanks for for joining me on my podcast. Uh, It's time for a beer. Uh, The premise is basically I sit down with mates and uh, have a beer and... um, we chat through uh, what's going on in life, and uh, at the moment you're in isolation.
0: Yeah, I know it's um, it's weird times now. We're actually, um, our first few days back at training, but even that, still, it's still not normal training. So, um, something to get used to.
1: So you're training in uh, groups of eight. Someone said yesterday to me that you're training with your best players. Uh, in so you're you're with like the A grade midfielders, and the B graders are away. But what happens? Uh, are you just taking the punt that no one will get coronavirus? Because if one gets it. Obviously, that's going to wipe out your good players.
0: Well, yeah. I think Shuys said it yesterday. He said half our salary caps in our little group. So, <laughs> 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 you know, buying a few other guys and other lines like JK and Gov. But I think, yeah, it's going to be dangerous. Like I put a lot of trust in those guys because, yeah, like you said, if someone gets sick, we all get sick. And good luck, West Coast.
1: So, what are the uh, what are the rules and regulations that you've got set on you at the moment? By is it West Coast or is AFL wide?
0: Well, I think there's two, but AFL-wide, it's hard because like, you know, the pubs and that just opened the other day and all my mates are sending me Snapchats every day, <laughs> you
1: know,
0: beer, shooting hoops at the park. My mate came in to the front of my house and rang me and was like, Nick, do you want to come shoot hoops at the park knowing that I can't leave my house? So, <laughs> uh, we changed overnight. We were only allowed to walk or, or go for a run, but I think they've chucked in you can go in and jump in the beach for a quick recovery or, or go, for, go for a ride. But everything else you can't do, you can't go at the park, you can't go to the restaurant, you can't. Do what everybody else is doing, which you know that's that aligns to Victoria and places like that. But yeah. here in Perth, because we're so far ahead, it's like,
1: what do you do? Have you seen the beach today? I don't want to see it, mate. Your, see it. your jet skis would be having the time of their life over <laughs> at Rotto today. It is as flat as you'll ever see.
0: Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Mark just sent me a video of him getting some crayfish as well. So I, um, I don't want to see it.
1: You and Lekka, you and Lekka spend a lot of time on your boats, don't you? Is it something you've always done?
0: Yeah, I'll let you know, I've gone, what's my story? The canoe to the Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> the <third. laughs>
1: Mate, I'm still waiting for Bill Simmons. There. Bill Simmons is going to do this 30 for 30 from the boat to the Ferrari. I'm telling you, a story of Nick Natanui.
0: <laughs> so for everyone listening in, <laughs> Ellis always says, I've come across in the canoe, paddled my way across from Fiji and now I've got a Ferrari. So <laughs> <laughs> 30 for 30, we'll get like a Michael Jordan, the last dance series.
1: Did you enjoy um, the last dance? I was, to, I was going to ask you about the last dance. Sorry, before we get back to your fishing stuff. Did you enjoy the last dance?
0: Yeah, I loved it. I just, I just loved how ruthless MJ was. Like, yeah, I mean, treating truly like my little Steve Kerr my little bitch at training. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Have you, who's the closest to MJ? Not in terms of uh, ability, because there's no one as close to MJ probably. In the, maybe Gary Ablett in terms of uh, AFL, yeah. but who's the prick? Who's the one that just doesn't give a shit? Who's the one? Like, I
0: don't know. Like, there's who's the prick in our team? You always a bit like that. You always yeah. a guy that can play, yeah. and that will just. You know, I think Elliot Yo probably fits that mould.
1: He can back it up.
0: He can he can back it up on the field. So you can you can say whatever you want if you can back it up. But there's nothing worse than folks who talk with talk or, or abuse guys and then can't play. <laughs> 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 like you orders?
1: The nah, no. I had a I had a theory, and I I didn't really. I just did nothing really either physically or um, verbally. But I had a theory that if you weren't humorous and academic. Don't try and yeah. sledge, because you're either going to fall short. It's not going to be funny, or you're going to really offend someone. So you hear those remarks that you hear occasionally that someone said something that got picked up in an umpire's mic, and you straight away go, "Yeah, because he's dumb. That's why. He, that's why he's in trouble." Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Who was it at Hawthorne? Like, uh, like you think oh, your days, you think of buddies and whatnot. But what about guys like Mitchell, like Sam Mitchell? Sam
1: Mitchell. Sam Mitchell. Early days was as brutal as you could ever imagine in terms of. Uh, he did it the hard way, though. And I, I kind of get why he was um, somewhat brutal. Like, he missed the draft, then went through the VFL, then was um, Daniel Harford's backup on the bench. So, like, he worked his yeah. absolute ass off to get a chance. And by the time he got his uh, opportunity, he was not going to let any little bugger like, ruin it for him. And at times it was to his detriment, but over his entire career, it, it bloody worked for him. So, Sam Mitchell's probably the one that comes to mind. And Luke Hodge probably wasn't far behind him either. <laughs> hey uh, yeah so back to your boats and stuff so you you love your footy but um and I don't want to compare you at all to Michael Jordan and just coming off the back of the last dance but in terms of being recognized it's hard for you to go and do what everyone else does and but even like you mentioned Shui and Yo and those guys they can blend in at a pub and unless you sort of walk past them and you go oh Christ that's Luke Shui or that's Elliot Yo you're six foot seven or eight or whatever you are you're tall you're dark you got dreadlocks is is that partly why you love getting out in the boat and on the jet skis because no one can hassle you Like can you go to the shops or anything like that
0: yeah no I don't like I um yeah with I said in the interview the other day I think I feel a little bit like him and I am um, in the sense that I like to get away and just hang yeah. out like right now like the COVID or the quarantine period the COVID time everyone was whinging that they had to stay home and not do this and yeah. rush in and out to their and that. but I'm like Welcome to my life. <laughs> I, yeah. um, I well, do that. I sit at home. I, um, if I go to buy shopping or I go to this, it's in and out. Like, I'm keeping my distance. I'm just rushing in and out. Like, it's what I normally do. So, you know, suck shit. Welcome to my life for a little while. But – I still remember um, – Yeah, that's my life. Yeah, you go.
1: I still remember Bud one day, uh, early days, was saying – because when Bud used to get in a little bit of trouble uh, out and he was comparing himself to you being recognised. And he said, well, at least when push comes to shove, he could pretend he's the burnt palm tree. That was your yeah. that was your nickname as a kid, wasn't it? Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. I don't know who gave it to you. I was I was called that a few times. I was just <laughs> yeah. there. That Ooh, was Dead uh, Set Buds. That was Dead Set Bud's argument.
0: <laughs> that bastard. I don't know if I was hitting much of that. Uh, I, um, but yeah, that's why I like getting out in the water. Getting out in the water, there's no one else out yeah. there, you can fish, you can do whatever you want, and there's no cameras, there's no one asking you for a photo or whatever. So yeah. Um, that's why I love it so much.
1: Yeah, um, I will take you back to one night though in my first season. Um, I think it was Darren Glass's retirement night when uh, Simo wasn't overly pleased that we, we went out and um, confronted us all the next day. But you were saying, and I, I, I'm paraphrasing, but I think it's nearly a quote. You were saying, oh man, I can't be bothered going to this nightclub. I can't be bothered dealing with um, you know, the, lo- the, the locals, the people out. We are there for two minutes and you were up the very front <laughs> On the decks, <laughs> loving the entire limelight. You were begging for people to praise you. You were on the decks carrying on. And then Lekka started pegging stuff at you and then we got shown the door. But, mate, you do, you do enjoy getting out when you get the chance. But Michael Jordan did say in that doco, which sort of resonated with me regarding you, a day as Nick Nannanui would be sick, and I put you know um, and a week as Nick Nannanui would be awesome. But over a twelve month period, it'd be bloody tiresome running around, trying not to get disturbed, going to get a coffee without getting a photo, and that sort of stuff. So don't be wrong; I'd love to, uh, I'd love to walk a mile in your shoes, but uh, you'd be pretty tired after a while, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's exactly the same quote that I remember from it as well. Yeah, it's a lot of sitting around, and everyone, you know, it's good fun. I'm not gonna lie; it's good fun what I do. I'm lucky to do what I do, mm. but. There are times where you just like, you know, when, like you said, Shui might be down at the park doing something, I'll be sitting at home because it's just, it's not worth the effort. So go and hide up in the DJ booth. And, um, <laughs> I just got paid. We gave you 10 grand to DJ that night. That's why I didn't tell you boys. So, No, no. Grand, there.
1: Yeah, that'd be right. That would be right. You suck us in. We're there as like your support. We're your security. That's what we were that night. If anyone comes near Nick, move them on. But you're getting paid. Hey, um... <laughs> Mate, did you? Can you tell me about Fiji? Like, what's your what's your tie to Fiji? Were you, were you born there? Did you come over? Do you get back there? What's what's your tie to Fiji?
0: Yeah, so my whole family's still there. Um, my, actually, my sister's just moved across here with the kids. But yep. um, yeah, spent a bit of time there, um, back and forth from Perth, and then um, yeah, my village is still there. There's about four hundred people in my village. Um, it's a very, it's it's modern, but it's very traditional in some of the customs they still partake in it's, it's almost like the remote aboriginal communities here yeah
1: they,
0: you know they have the modern side of it with shops and whatnot but then there's also the village lifestyle so there's a chief um you know who's the my chief granddad's brother, my granddad's brother's a chief okay and, um, you know he still runs the show there's like a village headman who, who who makes sure everyone does what they need to do and everyone goes to everyone's houses so like the big adjustment for my sister when she came across here a couple of years ago was with the kids mm. like you don't have to look after your own kids. Like, they just go from house to house. Like, yeah. they could be in your cousin's, distant cousin's house, five, ten doors down. Yeah. And you wouldn't see them for two days, but you know they're safe. But here, yeah. you know, there's no way you're letting your kid run around the streets for, for a day or so. Like, oh, mate, <laughs> three doors the
1: down place. these days, you've got a crackhead. It's, um, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> there's that as well. So was like, she's scared because there's no one stealing kids in Fiji. Like, yeah. No one wants it. No one's got much money. So, like, having an extra kid in your household is going to be a cost <laughs> it's a pain so, like, in the ass. Kid back. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just a different different circumstances. But I love going back there as well. It's the same thing. No one really gives a shit about footy. It's yeah. just about you as a person and you can, you can relax.
1: Do they know who you are in terms of obviously they know you play footy and that sort of stuff? But when your sister, for example, comes over to Perth, do they yeah. sit there going, Christ, I didn't know that about Nick?
0: Yeah, like I think they, they, they know me now. They know that I play football. They know it's pretty big. But I think until they actually come here and witness, you know, supporters, when you see cra- crazy fanatical fans that, you Know at a supermarket and stuff that scares him. Yeah. oh, um, I'll never forget my little nephew. I, I picked him up from school at the start of this year before round one. And I, um, like he's only year one and he doesn't really know. He knows I'm he's he came up to me and he was like, he wouldn't hold my hand. Mm. And like all these kids are yelling out, like, Nick Nat, Nick Nat. He goes, because he calls me in Fijian, Momo, his uncle. Yeah, he only knows Momo, he doesn't know my name's Nick or this Nick Nat. He's <laughs> yeah. like, What why are they yelling the Nick Nat at you? What does that mean? <laughs> and all the parents all the, like, school pickup is the worst thing. The whole school comes out and I, I had to do it. I was, my sister was working and my yeah. brother-in-law was working. So, And he wouldn't hold my hand. I've got a school policy. To cross the road, you've got to hold a guardian's hand. And he wouldn't hold my hand. He's like, no, boys don't hold boys. <laughs> like, you know, and, I, and the arrogance inside me was like, I whispered in his ear. I still regret it to his so laugh. As I was like, listen here, you little shit. You know how many of your little mates with fucking killed to hold Nick Nat's hand? <laughs> hold my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sound like the most arrogant person ever, but oh. he was like, he to town, he's like, why, why, why don't I don't want to hold your hand, Like, but but, they don't know who I am, but they just know that I, I play a football, I play a football and I play a sport that everyone knows. Yeah,
1: I mean, I remember you telling me a story that, um, and it might have been, you might have had a guest over at the house or, or whatnot, and your bed, like, you, you, you still sleep on the floor? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you
1: still, like, you've got the king size bed not- in your bed, but you sleep on the floorboards.
0: Yeah, it's decoration, mate. It's decoration. If someone comes <laughs> to your house and they see you don't have a bed, they're thinking, you know, this this guy a crackhead. But yeah. doing? <laughs> like, why do you sleep on the floor? But I um I enjoy the floor. floors. More space, mate. You can roll around. You can do what you want. Yeah, I um everywhere I go, I sleep on the ground. Like I go to my mate's house, I'll I'll start in the bed because it's a normal thing to do. But middle of the night, I'll roll down on the ground and and get back up before they you know someone knocks on the door or whatever. But yeah. I I like the
1: ground. I was listening to a um I don't know if you're aware they one of the hotels I think the Pan Pacific in Perth did a uh, a homeless um thing during coronavirus where they had 30 homeless people come in and stay with them and they highlighted one of the biggest issues was that they couldn't sleep because they hadn't slept in a bed for so long and that they hated <laughs> the bed the homeless folks <laughs> just love sleeping on the um on the carpet and it took them yeah. it took them so long to get comfortable with sleeping um with sleeping in a bed
0: my bed's overrated I am um I, I do say, when we do travel in the hotel every second week, mm-hmm. I do lay a little sheet or a blanket on the floor first before I lay on the ground because I don't trust those carpets. I know when you got guys like yourself, Lekker. Mark McCrubb, <laughs> you staying in those rooms, I know the stuff that happens in these carpets. I don't, I don't want to put my face on them. So. <laughs> yes, no,
1: it's probably wise actually now I think about it. I, I wouldn't have thought about that. But, hey, no. when I first moved to Perth, um, One of the first things that, yeah, footy runs wild over here and story after story. And you're – I mean, if you're not on the front page of the West Australian once a week, you haven't hit your quota, but they they run the story, I reckon, every year about your street in Midland where you grew up uh, involving three young, extremely talented footballers that went on and played AFL, you, Sonny Walters and Chris Yaron. Now, the story – they try and one-up it every year. So I think the story is you literally just lived in a normal house all in the same street – but the amount of sugar that gets on this story is by the end of, by the time I've got it now, it's you three grew up in a car together and you've all gone on and played <laughs> AFL. Mate, what the hell? Is, so is it – set the story straight. How, how was it? You all lived in Midland or something?
0: We all lived on the same street. I was number 29. Yeah. This was number 27 and, and Suntime was number 31. So we were literally next door to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to use the rubbish bins as footy goals. Yep we slept in the car there was, no <laughs> canoe, there, was no, there was no hot water there was no electricity yeah, it was yeah. it's, it's amazing we to the afl like it's one of those stories of 30 for 30 the canoe to the <laughs> ferrari you are all going up in a line and make this one big story but <laughs> mate, uh, to say i'm alive still was uh, it's it's amazing it's amazing the <laughs>
1: um, i don't know if you saw the meme doing the rounds during the week it was a um, about the rappers over in the us and it was like Famous rapper says he didn't eat for two weeks when he was young and then it's like – and there's a photo of the mum and it's like, motherfucker, you had three feeds a day. <laughs> it's one of those stories. I,
0: I think everyone tries to outdo each other. whoever has got the worst-off story. Like you watch those Australian Idol, those singing shows and stuff, whoever has the better story yes. normally goes first. Like if you've got a good story and oh, if you can change it around just a little bit, mm. you know, it goes in your favour.
1: Mate, my little sister went on a game show once and she just submitted a story that wasn't even hers. She, she literally inserted herself <laughs> as somebody else in a story that she knew about and got on the game show. So it does work. Hey, who was the best out of you three growing up?
0: I think, yes, I think Chris Yaron was, was always the best. He'd yeah. both sides of his body. Um, he'd come out – he'd play in the midfield and he'd kick seven goals a game. Yeah. Like, yeah, easily the best, Easy.
1: He was a smooth move.
0: But, I know I'm adding to the story here. It sounds real, real like, unbelievable. Yeah. But behind Sun Sun's fence, or so the house – my back fence is in the corner as well. Yeah. Behind us live Jeffrey Garlick. No way. <laughs> was he part of the
1: oh, yeah. crew or not? Nah? Yeah, he was part of the crew. He jumped the fence.
0: He just wasn't on Bushby Street. He was on okay. Ferguson Street or Wellerton Street, the next
1: one down. right. So there's so four there. of you. Not a bad little street team. Do you, so yeah. you've got Yaz who everyone just saw. I saw a goal the other day, actually. I think it might have been against Richmond where he ran around Cuzzy or something like that. It was an incredible goal. Do you still try and yeah. keep in contact with him a little bit? He's obviously battling a bit at the moment, yeah. Yaz, and behind yeah. bars.
0: Yeah. He's, in, he's behind bars at the moment and trying to get his stuff sorted in there. I'm going to go and visit him. I was going to go and visit him the week of round one, but then we got the restrictions with, with the COVID stuff. Yeah. And now I can't see myself being able to visit him for the next few months. But yeah, I'll go in there and, and see how he's going. I, I know one of the AFLPA ladies, Angie Bain, goes and sees him a fair bit. So, yeah. Yeah, sad because he was, like you said, he was the most talented out of a lot of us. But And he had, you know, he played some good footy at Carlton, him, oh, Eddie Betts, crazy. and Jeffrey together. They used to tear games apart. So, uh, yeah, it's sad to see what's what's transpired in mm. the last few years. Yeah.
1: And what about Sonny? You, you obviously I've seen him popped up in your social media and stuff a little bit. I mean, he went from uh, banished from. A, he did a Jeremy McGovern um, and was obviously okay. banished back to Swan Districts, and now he's not as good as Fife, but he is clearly Fremantle's second best player.
0: Oh yeah, he's a gun, and you know he's not afraid to tell you that as well. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, got, he got a
1: bit of spunk about him, Sonny.
0: I actually, I actually, he copped it from. Actually, he copped it back in mid, and he he did some rap thing on your radio show one day. And yeah, that's right. Gave it to that's right, like, mate. I never spit those kind of rhymes. And then try to come back in <laughs> but he copped it, but um, but no, he's done well. He's 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 got a couple. He got three little girls now, and um, you know, he's living out towards Freer now with his family, and he's doing really well, and he's playing good footy as well. So he, he learned his lesson. He went back to to Swans. I think Ross Lyon sent him back for a bit and mm. told him to lose some weight and told him to you know get better and whatnot, and. Um yeah, he's, he's going really well, which is good to see.
1: The first time
0: that – The fat club, we've been
1: there. Well, I was about to bring that up, actually. <laughs> the first time I ever realised there was a hierarchy amongst players at uh, West Coast was my first pre-season, and I wound up in fat club. There was uh, Gov, who was banished. He was too fat to be yeah. even in fat club. Then there yeah. was you, me, and Coxie. Now – yeah. Yeah, and so I had to um, – We had to get there at maybe 6am or 5.30 or whatever to do a fitness session. And I couldn't swim. I can't swim. You can't swim. (laughs) Coxie's a version of Ian Thorpe. But for some reason, I had to continue trying to swim these swim sessions. And I'd look over and you were just sitting in that cardio room on a stationary bike doing (laughs) dick all, doing absolutely nothing. And you just kept saying, oh, mate, I've got a sore shoulder. I could, and you mate, didn't.
0: I've had, I've, I've had three shoulder be I just can't get that freestyle going. So, yeah, mate, there's a hierarchy. You're like,
1: there's a hierarchy. Oh, mate, I could. And, but poor old Coco, mate. Coxie sat above everyone, but he was a good swimmer. But you, I couldn't believe it. And it was exactly what I thought moving over was uh, Nick Nat is uh, is bigger than the game and he'll get preferential treatment. And it only took a week <laughs> for me to work out that uh, you were getting treated much different than all of us.
0: Well, people always ask me about, favorite holiday destinations in, in, a, in WA. Yeah. And, like, I don't look at Cable Beach as a favorite holiday destination because <laughs> I remember those early mornings where to wake up and walk for K's along Cable Beach in Fat Club. And oh, people would be like, I, they don't, we don't do Fat Club anymore. No. Like, imagine if they still do Fat Clubs. The clubs will be getting sued and whatnot. Like, you can't even call it Fat Club. So, yes. yeah, we'd walk for kilometers early in the morning along Cable Beach before training started. Before breakfast, like, it was – I hate that place
1: now. And it didn't even do anything for us fitness-wise. It was just to be a pain in the ass. Just get up at 4.30 and walk. And you, you walked, and walked and walked. The only person that was up that time Was remember when JK was going through his yoga-slash-vegetarian yeah. stage of his life and he was sitting and <laughs> doing Kumbaya on the end of the surf coast.
0: <laughs> oh, was, oh. oh, football does some stuff for you.
1: Oh, it's good fun. Hey, uh, so footy this year, you've um, – unfortunately did you need know Mr Flag missed out in 2015 is that what your absolutely inspiration is at the moment is that the one thing you are chasing more than anything and i reckon now you you'd be 30 you
0: yep,
1: 30 yeah that yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you the, you're on the back nine as opposed to the front nine H- how much is has your dedication and just want and will to join that party grown
0: yeah massive i think the biggest thing is seeing guys who have a premiership yep. just to carry on they carry on like, yeah Luke Dewey calls himself Chingy because he's two medals, his premiership <laughs> medal, and he's not just against each other. Yeah. And like things like that. Or seeing Jack Redden or see boys having their little tattoos, like, yeah. like that makes him want it a bit more. So yeah, this year's a bit different. Like it's, you know, a different um schedule and uh what's obviously happened the last month or two. But uh, if I can, you know, I'll take it. Flag's a fag, put it yeah. asterisk next to it, put anything next to it, I'll take it. If I can if it's there to be won, I'll win it. So Um, I'm
1: desperate. Yeah, I'm desperate at the moment. How how do you go with – obviously, I've had the balance of being a Victorian slash Western Australian. When I moved over, I wasn't overly sure about your game in terms of um, what I see on TV is so much different to what you feel on the ground. Uh, Even when you're my teammate, I shit myself wondering where Nick Nat is and what he's going to do to me, even as a teammate. How did you get – I think now you've won over the the fans all around the country. But there was a while there that people were – I don't know, probably a bit ignorant to what you were actually doing on the football field, a little bit like Cyril, I think. You know, at the end of the game, you can look at stats and go, "Oh, you know, six, seven, eight touches. How did you go dealing with with the pressures of your game was not what people measure statistically?
0: Yeah, it was hard. Like, I, my, my game is probably based on pressure and, mm. and things I like do that probably don't, you know, you don't get a stat for a lot of the time. And, um, yeah, like, I think my teammates have a good understanding of it and I think other footballers do as well, but – yeah, there was a stage where the media were just giving it to me. You know, mm. Nick has ten touches; he's not doing enough. Like, and I knew internally. Like, yeah, I had good coaches who didn't, you know, buy into that too much and you know, helped me along. And it didn't help having Big Coxie who'd come out and kick on his left and right foot. and have 30 <laughs> but Both of that just, you know, had a big contrast that made me look bad. So, yeah, um, yeah, I just played a different style. And like you said, Cyril was probably the same. He'll have his little knock-ons or he'll do things to set up goals mm. that you wouldn't. But uh, like behind the goals, visions are. It's a good and bad thing. It catch it catch me walking out, catch you walking out a bit as well. But yeah, it also yeah. shows some of the stuff you do that you know the broadcast view doesn't see on TV. So yeah, yeah it, and there was things like I couldn't mark the footy. Um, taken mark of, the year, mark
1: of the year a couple of times, but <laughs> still good mark of the footy. Hey, what about, what about um, I couldn't believe this, and for years and years with my athleticism, I thought a couple of my chess marks might have been up there for mark of the week, but <laughs> with the prize of winning gold, a uh, mark of the year, sorry, uh-huh. it was, it was not, uh-huh. worth the, well, not worth the risk of a crash land.
0: Nah Like I I'm still constantly reminded We've got Ashley Sampy Working at the footy club Yeah At the moment He's working with Fraser McInnes And the community team And big workhorse
1: um, He's on he, the mines uh, at the moment And loving it Absolutely loving uh, it is he? Yeah
0: He's out of his That bloke he's, he's a bloke that needs a bed And he needs a, a good mattress He can't be sleeping in a dog Oh
1: a Silver Spoon
0: He is The Trinity boy He's listening in I um, now nah, but Ashley Sampy obviously Won the mark of the year You know he was like The last eagle to win one And he won a brand new Toyota Prada or something Like a big four wheel drive Yeah 70 eighty gram worth of just gold. Yeah, perfect. I, so when I took mine, you know, it was a good photo. So I actually got it hanging up just over there
1: in front of me. Perfect. <laughs> so, I, I can't see so I can see the old Australian jumper, but I can't see the uh yeah. the
0: <laughs> Yeah, so I've taken this mark and I've felt like I'm on top of the world. Cal Sinclair's underneath me, another Ruckman, a couple of Geelong boys. And then, you know, for the next few rounds, I'm like, when's this new car coming? When's this new <laughs> car coming? And then I get a phone call from the AFL saying, Hey Nick, um, we just need a delivery address for your wheat picks I'm like, Oh, like as Wheaties sponsor, I ran. I ran Connors, as our, man, our, yeah. our manager, our manager, and I was like, "Paul, like, is am I getting this big sponsorship?" He goes, "No, no, that's your prize. of giving you <laughs> a, a year supply Wheaties for your Mark of the Year." I told him to shove it. Keep it. Keep your Wheaties. I don't want it. Like, they even said you can have the extra. What is it? Two hundred and fifty gram box yeah. with an extra ten bits in it. Like, the red tip. The a, red tip like, pack. Yeah, red <laughs> like, you can have that, mate. You can have a year supply of that. So it was fifty two boxes. <laughs> I was like, shove it. I, like, N- I don't eat wheat. bix to this day, I don't eat wheat. Picks.
1: Fifty two boxes of uh, a Subway. I-, I once had year supply of something. Nick, I I sued um, Subway when I was in year twelve. <clears throat> um, I choked on oh, a toothpick. How? I choked on a toothpick. Um, <laughs> in, in my in my food, you know, they used to pin the tomato down with a toothpick. Anyway, it went into my subway, bit down, uh, went through the roof of my mouth. In Year Twelve, and I rang. I, I took it to them, and they offered me a replacement subway. And I was like, "Mate, you, you're not picking up what I'm putting down. You've actually like speared my mouth with a toothpick." And anyway, I let it go. My
0: mouth.
1: I, I rang the old man, and he goes, "Mate, who gives a shit? Just go back to school. You're paying the ass. So I marched back down there and said, "Look, this is not re- this is not right." They ended up giving me fifty-two one-footers um, for a year, so I had a year supply of Subway. Um, you could always eat
0: Subway every week. Yeah, due
1: to the toothpick. So, um, what was it? was
0: it like? A card or like all these little vouchers? No, little
1: vouchers. It was, I, had, I had stacks, mate. I had stacks. I looked like I looked like a rapper, but I was just dealing in um, dealing in Subway vouchers. <laughs>
0: Did you give
1: them to your mates or uh, you, who are you, big Tommy Hawkins? Yeah, them so them. Um, when June, our cook in the in the boarding house, whenever Beef Stroganoff was on the menu, we swore we found hair in there one day. So that was it. We were off. Every time Beef Stroganoff made it on the board, that was Subway night. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was horrible, mate. Can you remember your breakout game? Can you remember, was it against Hawthorne?
0: Yeah, it was. I was actually talking to Chance Bateman about it the other day. Yeah, he was getting into me. He's like, because they sent Campbell Brown down. It was it was pouring down the rain. I hadn't yeah. had to have a touch and I kicked three in the last. Like, yeah, we got I just got over the line. I think you boys just won the flag the year before. Yeah, uh, when you were at Hawthorn. Yeah, Chance Bateman had his dreadlocks. He, he he reckons he would have come down and been the So I remember little Campbell Brown came over and was trying to rough me up. It was was he I was eighteen?
1: Was he saying to you I've been told to do this or something? Was he was he saying yeah,
0: he actually was but on TV it looked pretty like he was trying to rough me up. He's like, mate, I've just been sent down by the coach and I've got to just come <laughs> and around. He's like, I don't mean this, mate, you're a good fella. Whatever. And yeah, it was it was real nice, but I was like, I didn't know what was happening. I was like, all right, mate, let's go.
1: Oh mate, he had he had an absolute screw loose. Have you been in many Barney's in your career? Have you been in many fights? Uh,
0: in the footy on the footy field. Uh, oh, we can go both on and off. off. He, uh, <laughs> i field a couple, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just all part of it. But um, on the field, no, nah, not too many. Like I've had a few so I was Like obviously, someone pulled my hair not long ago. Yeah. Things
1: like that. Oh, that was in front of me on the bench. Zach Merritt got you.
0: Yeah, you were there, mate. Yeah. You were, it's your fault, actually. It's your
1: fault. You're egging us on. Oh, I remember you, you texted me saying I was in the I was in the barney, and all you could hear was me laughing my head off. I
0: could hear you were laughing. I was like, well, I could hear you straight away. And I'm like, oh, that like got a couple of years. He got three years um,
1: Did suspension he? from the yeah throw on the uh the champagne or or whatever it was i've got a um i've got a couple of questions that i've been uh sent in from my loyal listeners um which is uh, me um hey is it true (laughs) or false that uh in your contract you cannot shave your dreadlocks uh
0: no it's not in my contract but it's uh, let's just say it's wise to be keeping
1: them. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the word getting around uh, around town that uh, Nizzy, the CEO, said uh, it was in your contract that for marketing dollars for the football club, maybe it was um, compulsory to keep them on?
0: Nah, it's not in my contract, but it does help
1: pay the water bill. Okay, yeah, fair call. <laughs> hey, uh, West Coast this year, you've got a pretty star-studded lineup. The midfield's incredible. What's uh? What what do you picture from West Coast? What 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 are they going to be good at? What what area do you think they need to work on? Uh, it's going to be a real crash and bash season this year. Um, I think obviously it's so blatantly obvious that the midfield is um, incredible. Is that is that probably um, the focus, especially for you, just to really get that absolutely humming?
0: Yeah, I think that's probably the focus of why we've trained in our groups at the start of the you know this COVID period as well, like just being able to get that chemistry. Like mm. TK is a gun. Like he's you know one of the best players in the comp, but you know, to try and fit him in with a Yowie and a Shoei and my good mate Jack Redden. Yeah, uh, skinny. In there, and Gaffy and whatnot. Like it's, yeah, that takes a bit of time. So I'm excited. I'm excited to play some footy. We had a you know a good round one. It was the amount of trash. I'm actually scared. So I'm doing a, a year-long documentary with um, Amazon. Simo yeah. and I, Amazon are following us around and um, I was mic'd up for round one. And the amount of, like we talk a lot of trash in that midfield, like we yeah. do. Like DK is really quiet, but... Chewy and Yowie and Non-s- all the boys and the like stuff
1: <laughs> too, like stuff that doesn't even make sense.
0: Nah, so yeah, so we'll, um, yeah, it makes no sense. So we we'll trash talking. I'm scared I'm going to get exposed when this doco comes out because, <laughs> you know, if I start like Max Corner out, we're getting abused. Poor guys. Like, I, I don't mean it. I just get caught up in the heat at the moment.
1: Oh, especially when you're winning. It's so much easier just to throw in a couple of marks oh. and hide.
0: <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, when they get us back and they're pumping us, I'll be, I'll be quiet. Who's your best ruck when you play against? Um big Sandy's always tough. Yep. He's tough. And probably Brendan late as well. Late. Yeah, he's probably one
1: yeah. Yeah. What about um how, how is it for you? And I won't keep you much longer, how is it for you to ruck? So you're obviously explosive, um, crash bash, um, you know, real power, but then you've got someone like a Brody Grundy who um is sort of an extra midfielder essentially can run around and if he has twenty-five touches, you're not surprised by it. How do you go to those yeah. guys? What do you try and chase him or do you just go, I'm going to do what I do better than them? Yeah, I've
0: got a license, him. He's like, You just do what you do, you yeah. win the footy. But then if they start, you know, peppering you and getting it the other way, then, then you got a man up. So yeah. I find a lot of ruckmen trying to take me the other way and take me to go and whatnot, but yeah, I've gone past the days where I have to go and chase us. Yep. Our backs, you know how our backs play, they always play off no man anyway. So They're you know, I'll let Shep and Gov and Tom <laughs> Barras and will go for a up.
1: Uh, one from Jules, who I worked with this morning, was wondering how the love life is because it was pl- splashed on the Perth uh, Now papers the other day. Remember I texted you in Melbourne uh, and you had that yeah. photo <laughs> I said, "My new girlfriend? You're like, no, <laughs> no, not at oh, all. Oh, right. Anyone I hang out with is a new girlfriend. Yeah, it's, um, you know what Perth's
0: like. Nah, nothing,
1: nothing. Nothing. I, um, so so uh, yeah, the, bonk, the bonk band hey, is bro- not going to affect you? I was going to say, the AFL band, is not going to help. (laughs) And it's going to be affected the most by um, the no in and out clause. Probably Mark Hutchings. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeah. no, he's popped up a a few times in conversation. And about
0: looking for his little Tinderella. Yeah, he's he's going to struggle. All the young boys, I think all the young 18, 19-year-old boys who like to go out and socialise and whatnot, they're going to – they're gonna be hit hard.
1: Gee, I wish COVID hit when I was eighteen. Then I had an excuse for not actually getting anywhere near uh, it. <laughs> hey uh, just last <laughs> last one. Uh what's what's Nick Nat gonna do when he finished? Um, I've got my academy, so yeah, um yeah,
0: it's um yeah, I'll start that up and and get that going. And just yeah, looking after kids and helping them with footy, but also education and well being as well, it's something I wanna do. But yeah, besides that, I don't know, I'll go and kick back in Fiji for a bit, go and shell a few coconuts and
1: uh, What's that relax, stuff you but, eat over there? What's the, chew, the stuff you chew? No, we don't chew beetle nut, mate. That's bloody Vanuatu in Papua New Guinea. We drink kava. Kava, kava. Yeah. I'm thinking beetle nut. Uh, when I did kokoda, all their teeth were red. Yeah, they nah. could have done <laughs> kokoda in one session. They were as high as a kite.
0: Yeah, we drink kava, which is a root of a plant. It is it is like a – I don't know. It's like when people take their Valiums and their – Yeah. Uh, what they call it? Melatonin and stuff to go to sleep. It's just a relaxant. just and, chills you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I drink that. I still drink it now. It's Do you? Not illegal? No, it's not illegal. Like, I gave it to one of my who was it? Simon Tunbridge. He came over last year and had some and. He's not switched on at the best of times. <laughs> After a couple of bowls of cover, he was walking in the polls and could
1: not speak. <laughs> it the best thing ever. Oh, mate, I need, I, ever. I need to get over there with you and we'll go fishing and grab some coconuts and have a little drink. But um, yeah, thanks, mate, thank for uh, for joining me today. As, um, I'm trying to get uh, a bit of use out of this machine before the wife uh, divorces me. So, uh, <laughs> mate, you're an absolute megastar. Um, always good with your time and um, such, a, such a ripping guy. So, Thanks very much, mate, and uh, best wishes for the rest of the season.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Swaggy.